Hey, thank you so much for tuning in to the Your Financial EKG podcast. My name is Drew Blackston, and I am excited that you've chosen to listen to this podcast today wherever you listen, whether that's on Apple or Spotify. And hey, do me a favor. If you're on Apple or Spotify, give me a rating. Five-star rating would be awesome. Leave a comment if you'd like. If, if there's a subject matter, if there's something you want me to talk about, if there's a question that's maybe not a personal question to you that you want to hear in the podcast, leave that in the comments. We read those. We'll look for that. And we will definitely answer those questions on the podcast. Now, uh, my website, yourfinancialekg.com. Go there. There's lots of great resources. It's how you can get in touch with me. My email's on there. There's also some resources you can download. Um, some things we're going to talk about today, uh, you go to our website, we'll be happy to answer these questions for you. But what I want to go over today are five questions you need to ask your financial advisor. And if you're not asking these questions, you're missing out. Because I want to make sure that the advice that you're getting in your finances, the advice that you're getting on your investments, your stock market returns, your insurance, your annuities, whatever that might be, I want to make sure the advice that you're getting is in your best interest. It fits you, the client, the person investing the money. The investment advice should fit you. The insurance advice should fit you not the advisor. And so these are the questions I want you to ask your advisor to make sure that you are getting the best advice. Now, I always like to use a scripture, Job 40, Job chapter 40, verse 7 says this. It says, brace yourself like a man because I have some questions for you and you must answer them. And that's God talking to Job. He's saying, listen, brace yourself like a man, Job, because I've got some questions for you. So these are questions that you can ask your financial advisor. Number one, are you a financial advisor or are you an investment advisor? Because they're very different. Now, there's nothing wrong with either, but I want to tell you the difference. A financial advisor is someone who doesn't just look at your investments. A financial advisor is somebody who's going to sit down with you and they want to review your taxes. They want to review your estate documents. They want to review your income, your social security. They want to review your 401ks, your investments, your insurance. They want to make sure that everything that you have going on in your financial life fits together. Now, that's what I am. I'm a certified retirement counselor. I'm an investment advisor representative. I'm a financial planner. So when a client sits down with me, whether that's for a 15-minute Zoom call, a 30-minute Zoom call, an hour appointment, whatever that might be, they are going to get a holistic approach. Now, the other angle or the other type of advisor is what they call an investment advisor or a broker. Now, again, there's nothing wrong with that kind of person, but the only type of advice you're going to get from them is investment advice, is advice about mutual funds and stocks and variable annuities and, and things like that. Again, there's nothing wrong with that. But if your car mechanic only looks at your alternator, but there's really a leak in somewhere else, how can that mechanic actually give you good advice if he's only looking at one area? And so a financial advisor, a financial planner should be looking at every area of your financial life, right? Because think about it, you could have the best stocks in the world, but if you don't have any beneficiaries listed on your account and you pass away, that money just goes to Uncle Sam basically because all that money is going to go into probate, it's going to be taxed, or 
If you have a great investment plan, but you're paying all these taxes every April, then hey, you need to be looking, you need somebody looking at all areas to make sure you're not paying all those taxes. And I tell you what, if you want to, if you want an advisor who's a full service advisor, go to my website, yourfinancialekg.com. That's where you can get in touch with me. And again, if you're sitting down with me, whether that's virtual or on the phone or in the office, we're looking at every aspect, not just one. Question number two goes along with question number one. Are you a fiduciary? And here's the reason I want you to ask that question. Fiduciary is a word that gets thrown around. I got, I got an email today. Somebody asked me, are you a fiduciary? I don't even think people understand what that means. They just hear it on CNBC or they read it in Motley Fool or something. But a fiduciary is someone who acts in your best interest. And for the longest time, the investment world you didn't have to be a fiduciary in order to offer investment advice. You could just offer investment advice that was in your best interest and not in the client's, which blows me away. In the 13 years that I've been doing this, I've always been a fiduciary. But even if I wasn't and I was just a regular old broker, I, I can't imagine giving advice that, that makes me look better or makes my pocketbook better than the client's. But that's really what a fiduciary is. A fiduciary is looking out for your best interest over theirs, right? They're looking to make sure that you're making money, and if you're making money, then they're making money. So question number two you always want to ask, are you a fiduciary? Question number three, and I hardly ever get this question as a financial advisor, and I don't know why people don't ask me this, but I make sure they know it. What are your fees? Are you fee-based? Are you hourly-based? Are you commission-based? How are you getting paid on the advice you're giving, the investments that you're telling me to go into? Are you getting a commission on this annuity that you're putting me in? Is that why you're putting me in that over staying in the market? What are your fees? Now, I'm not telling you that one way is better than the other. I'm not telling you that fee-based is better than getting a commission. I believe that there is a hybrid structure, that if, a, if an advisor is a full-service advisor and they are giving you advice on annuities, insurance, life insurance, health insurance, Medicare supplements, things like that, they should get a commission for that because that's normally how insurance companies pay. And if they're giving you advice on the stock market where you should put your money in investments and portfolios, they should get a fee for that. They should be a fee-based advisor. And I do believe there's a hybrid approach that best fits the client. But here's the thing that all my clients get that's different from a lot of advisors. They get a breakdown of what their fees are going to be and any commissions that I'm going to get. Because I want them to know that it's in their best interest, the advice that I'm giving them. I want my clients to realize that it's not about my pocketbook. Listen, I've got two kids, two dogs, a house, but it's about the client. I could easily pad my pocket, but what's going to happen? I'm going to lose clients. I'm going to get terrible reviews, and, and I'm not going to be in business very long. So if you do what's right by people, and you're a fiduciary, and you're a financial advisor, you're going to stay in business a lot longer. Question number four. Now, I hesitate you know, going through this question, but I, I really feel like it needs to be addressed because it's something that I don't think the general population understands as much. And, and this is a question you need to ask your advisor. What are your designations? And, and here's the reason why I, I hesitate 
saying, uh, having you ask this question, but I think it's important that you do. Designations don't mean diddly squat if the advisor is not ethical, if the advisor is not a fiduciary, if the advisor is bad at their job. But designations do show you what kind of education the advisor has been through. It does show you what kind of standard they're upheld to. Um, the examples of designations would be like what I am. I'm a certified retirement counselor. Okay, so I have a designation in the retirement field. So I really, um, my niche is what you can call it, or I specialize in people who are pre-retired, pre-retirement, so people in their 40s and 50s, and retirees, so people that are in their 60s, 70s, and beyond. That's really my niche. That's where kind of I, I specialize. It doesn't mean I don't help people in their 20s and 30s because I do. But I really specialize in that area. You have other advisors who are what they call certified financial planners. That means they've gone through a a course and they've passed a very tough exam to become what they call certified financial planner. And they're held to a a standard because of that. Um, There's certified estate planners, people who are certified in estates. They understand the estate side of things better. The question I want you to ask your advisor is, why do you, what designations do you have and why do you have them? Now, let me say this. If an advisor doesn't have any designations, that does not mean they're bad advisors. It doesn't mean they're, you know, they just rolled out one day and decided they were going to sell insurance or sell investments. Sometimes advisors don't have any designations and they are awesome at their job because they understand finances. They know how to communicate with people. They know how to put people's interests first. All I want you to all I want you to do is just ask why do you have a designation? What's it for? Um, why do you not have certain designations? It's not a it's not a deal breaker. It's just a question to ask your advisor. Now this last question is very, very, very important, and this is something that I think every client needs to be asking their financial advisor. Are you ready? Okay. What is your backup plan? What's your backup plan? And what do I mean by that? Most financial advisors, if you were to Google financial advisors in your area, so Google financial advisors in Tampa Bay or Google financial advisors in Dallas or financial advisors in you know, Topeka, Kansas, most financial advisors um, are a little older, right? The average age of a financial advisor is 60 plus. So if you're a 40-year-old client, if you're a 50-year-old married couple and your advisor is 67 or 70, and they decide to retire, or God forbid they pass away, what's the backup plan? Who's going to take over your investments? Who's going to take over your plan? Who's looking at the notes? Who's looking at all the visits that you're having with your advisor? You need to have a backup plan in case something happens to your advisor. I mean, I've had um, colleagues, well-intentioned, good colleagues who said, listen, I'm going to hang on to the day I die, and and they've just decided to retire. They decide to move into a different industry. What happens to all those clients? What's the backup plan? Um, a couple years ago, I had a, a couple come to me because their financial advisor, who was in his 40s, dropped dead of a heart attack, and he didn't have a backup plan. He was a sole practitioner. He was just his own person, his own office. He had a little bit, a little staff, and there was nobody to pick up the slack. And so the question becomes, what's the backup plan? Who's going to take over if something happens to you? And I believe that is a crucial question. Think about it. This is your life savings. This is your retirement. This is money that you've worked hard for. And you don't want to just leave it in the hands of 
some Joe Schmo who just gets assigned your account. That's not good financial planning. You want it to be you want it to be quote unquote assigned to or picked up by someone who's able to uh, resonate with you. Who they've looked through the notes. They understand exactly what you are trying to accomplish. Not just somebody in another city who got your account because your guy decided to retire or pass away. So that's question number five. Now listen, if any of these questions, if your advisor can't answer, listen, you go to my website, yourfinancialekg.com, you schedule a visit with me or someone on my team, and I can promise you we will make sure we answer all these questions thoroughly and answer them so that you understand why you want a financial advisor, why you want a fiduciary, why you want all the fees and commissions laid out on the table, why you want to know what designations we have, why or why not, and what is our backup plan. Go to yourfinancialekg.com. We've got lots of resources there you can download. You can ask all your questions. If you just want a 15-minute phone chat, you can go on there and do that as well. You can sign up for a 15-minute phone chat with us. We'd be happy to answer any questions or concerns that you have. Now, let me run through the list one more time for you, okay? Questions to ask your financial advisor. Number one, are you a financial planner or just an investment advisor? Are you a fiduciary? Why or why not? What are your fees? Fee-based, commission-based, hybrid model? What are your designations? Why do you have them? Why do you not have them? And what's your backup plan? Those are the five questions that are critical to having a financial advisor. So thank you so much for listening. Again, go to my website, yourfinancialekg.com. If you want to get in touch with us, we are taking on clients um, as we speak. And so I look forward to talking to you soon and listening to the podcast again. Remember, it's the heart of the matter. That's your financial EKG. Bye-bye.